0: tools, however you want to call it. It's basically weapons against uh, the enemy. And the, what we covered last week is the blood of the Lamb. And today, we're going to cover the word of our testimony, or word of your testimony. These are things that help us to be able to overcome the enemy, which the enemy, as we've described before, is we know the devil. He is desires to, um, to um, destroy us, kill us, uh, whatever he can do to, to stop us, uh, but also, we, a lot of times, are our worst enemy, <laughs> so uh, it, it's the flesh, the flesh, the battle of the flesh, so what we've been trying to teach here the last few weeks, uh, try to give you some things that you can use to be able to overcome the enemy, the devil, and the flesh. Because I know that our church body wants to live for God the way He wants us to live. So we don't want you to be out there just wandering around trying to figure out how to uh, overcome. The Word of the Lord just pretty well explains it all. Everything we need is in the Word of the Lord. So. Uh, what I've been trying to do is give you uh, insight into the things that we can use to help us out. And I know, ha- how many have ever been in a situation where you begin to plead the blood? Raise your hand yes. if you've been, if you've pleaded the blood. Uh, how many have called on the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name? Raise your hand. Uh, there's so many different weapons, and we, we're going to go through the list as we continue to teach on this, but how many have used the word of your testimony? Raise your hand if you used the word of your testimony. So, I'm going to read the book of Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 and 11, which we have used this these two scriptures for the blood of the Lamb. Uh, but using the blood of the Lamb does work. It does work. I, I would even recommend to you to plead the blood over your uh, mind and heart before you begin your day in prayer. And maybe you already do that, but if, if you don't do that, I would recommend that to you. Um, but the word of your testimony is also a very powerful tool or powerful weapon against the attack of the enemy, de- the devil and the flesh, and the flesh. Now, I'm going to explain this a little more clearer you know, we know when we call and plead the blood, we're, the devil can't cross the bloodline. But the word of your testimony is also what the Bible says helps you to overcome, to be an overcomer. Revelation 12, 10, and 11, And I heard a voice, a loud voice, saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of Of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. I think that ties in both with both of those also. And they loved not their lives unto death. So I'm going to ask the question here, um, how many here have a no-doubt God moment, a testimony in your life that you know without a doubt it was yours and nobody else's, and God gave you a miracle that was just specifically for you, and nobody can take that away from you? What was it? salvation? What happened in your salvation? Well, just coming back to the Lord. It was very specific. Um, I don't want to, to the whole story. I understand. But, I understand. but what, what about the experience when you, you felt the flood of God's oh, Spirit? For me too. Amen. <laughs> How many? Who else? Sister Connie. Lonnie, do you have your hand up?
1: She said, all you have to do is say hallelujah. So I said
2: hallelujah and spoke in tongues for like two hours after that. I, <laughs> I couldn't
1: stop speaking. I was mm-hmm. dancing around. You know? They had to drag me back to the seat for study. You can't take that away. And no. the alcohol that was in my system was instantly gone. And I have never, ever wanted to be
0: brought mm-hmm. up. Amen. Only God can deliver you. from <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we've heard three testimonies here tonight. Of God answering prayer, He heard you. He answered it specifically, and what a beautiful thing that it is. Uh, I and I remember in my own life. You've heard a lot of my my experience, but praying in bed as a fourteen-year-old teenager and praying—I didn't know how to do it all. I've been around Pentecost. My, you know, my my grandmother, grand grandmother, and. Various ones, been around Pentecost. But I didn't really know all about it. But praying, God answered my prayer and saved my whole family. And I'm very thankful for that. But not not just, I mean, that was a great experience in salvation. Lifted the weight off of my shoulder, lifted my weight off. I mean, we've got testimonies here tonight that we would love to uh, at some point hear all of them. But even miracles and healings, deliverances, God set people free. God healed people, delivered them. So many beautiful things. There's things in my life that God has, there there is no doubt, it was not a doctor, it was not anybody else, not medicine, but it was God that took care of that. Amen. Um, Sister Chanda, did you raise your hand? Let's hear what you have to say. that's your testimony nobody can take it away Amen. that was a ladies conference amen yeah. amen that's wonderful and God wants you to walk in that walk in that how many miracles were at the 30 or more plus. I'm sure there's many more. But see, there's testimonies. And, and these are things that help us to move forward and realize God did that for me. He did it for me. He, he, he worked a miracle for me. And it gives me strength to overcome in the future. You know, when we, when we hear these testimonies, um, We are overcomers by the word of our testimony. So we all um, have something there that is a testimony of what God has specifically done for us. Matter of fact, if we don't have one, we must have one. We must have a testimony. God wants to do something for us that is without a doubt a total miracle. I, I mean, I can't even count the things that God has done just... Praying and God comes through and just answers these prayers. I mean, we've heard here tonight, you know, the specific things that they needed, we all needed, and God came through. But uh, don't those testimonies prove to you that God is powerful? Yes. I mean, we haven't heard all of them here tonight, but I know there's others that have testimonies that specifically for you, God has done. But doesn't that testimony that you have inside of you prove to you that God is all powerful and loves you and cares about you? Yeah, I think we all have a testimony of some type. Matter of fact, I will say this there's times that God moves on our life, and sometimes we don't even realize it. But He takes care of us. There's been times that, uh, uh, <laughs> well, I just, I just use this, it's something very simple. We, I was supposed to go to Dallas uh, on an airplane Monday, and we fought the snow to get over to the airport, and got to the airport in the parking lot, got the luggage out, and uh, Brother Rhodey said, Hey, come over here and look at this. It was the text said, Our seminar is canceled. So we got to thinking, they could have at least told us a little bit sooner than this. Uh, so we packed up and went to Cracker Barrel, ate some breakfast. Hey, that was worth it. It was worth getting up early in the morning to do that. But I was thinking, you know, <clears throat> me and my wife have this thing we talk about that there's got to be a reason for this. I told Brother Roadie, I said, there's a reason. And we had a good breakfast, and we had a good talk together, <clears throat> and then the next day I hear that all the airports are closed down in Dallas. So I would have been sitting there um, in Dallas somewhere, and you would not be able to see my face, and I wouldn't be able to see your face. But you never know. I mean, you never know. Maybe it was an accident could have happened. Maybe it was a situation Maybe I would have got stuck there for a week. I don't want to be in Dallas for a week in the snow at the airport, by all means. And that's just a small thing right there. But, you know, think about it. You know, the times that God does things for us and we don't even realize it. Maybe he spared us from a tragic accident. I've even heard different stories about you know they got rerouted and something happened the car you know was issue with it so they had to pull over and then get on down the road and there was a terrible accident sad someone got hurt anyway but that could have been us there's testimonies in our life that we don't even know of That's things that God has done there are testimonies in our life but we do know we do know I thank God the day I received the Holy Ghost And I think the whole world, and my family especially, was happy that that happened that day. (laughs) Uh, It was a miracle testimony for them. But I felt a weight lifted off of me. And when I began to speak in another tongues, I was so caught away in the power of the Holy Ghost. And talking about change, it changed so many things in me. But I have my testimonies. I have my healings. I have my deliverances. I have God answering prayer. There's no doubt God is powerful and cares about me and cares about you. He's on your side. He's on our side. Uh, He will take care of you no matter what the devil says. No matter what the flesh says. No matter what that thought that comes in your head that says, I'm not worthy. God cares about us more than those things. And these are things that really battle and and all of our minds at times, the battlefield of the mind, that that mind thing, thoughts just fall in our mind. We think we're so unworthy. and it, You know, uh, why even go to church? Why raise your hands? Why worship God? Why sing unto the Lord? Why pray? Why read the Bible? I'm so unworthy of God. I, I think we probably all have our hand raised if we would say that that's happened to us at some point or another, or maybe several times. But you know, the word of your testimony can overcome that, can break through that. It's a powerful weapon to be able to overcome these things. You have a testimony, and it's proof that God loves you. You. I want you to point to yourself and say, God loves me, me. and God cares for me. And nobody can take that away. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. So there is an attack on our testimonies. Now I'm going to read you uh, several verses here, but, and I know you've read these before, but I want you to really stop and listen to what's said because as I read these scriptures in the book of John, chapter 9, verse 17 through 34, in this story I want you to think about, as I read it, There are some things there of an attack against a man's testimony to try to get him to doubt or really we know the whole attack of his testimony is the one that healed him, which was Jesus. So they were trying to get at him, the Jewish leaders uh, were trying to get at him to try to attack Jesus, the source of the miracle, the healing. Now this is about a blind man. And it says here, uh, I want you to think about this attack against this man's testimony. They say unto the blind man, again, that kept at him going over and over and over again. And and this happened again. They said unto the blind man, what sayest thou of him? Who? Jesus. It's Jesus. What say thou of him that he hath opened thine eyes? Question mark. So the blind man said this. He said, he is a prophet. Verse 18 says, But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. They didn't believe that he had sight before. They were trying to discredit the testimony of this man. They were trying to discredit the miracle that Jesus had performed. I mean a miracle, wonderful miracle in this man's life. And they were trying to set this up, attack Jesus that performed a miracle, attack the man that was blind and say that he wasn't blind, and they're trying to change the narrative. That is what, and I'm going to go on with this, but that is what try, is the attempt uh, many times by the enemy, uh, and sometimes by our own thinking we get these thoughts in our mind that we're, maybe it really didn't happen. But then there are times that there's other people around us of influence that are trying to say, did that really happen? Did you, were you really blind and then now you see? It's a constant attack against our testimony. But it goes on and says, uh, uh, but the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. Verse 19, and they asked them, saying, Is this your son who ye say was born blind? How then doth he now see? Verse 20 says, his parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is, and listen to what they say, he is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. You know why they said that? Think about it. Because you have a testimony, someone's trying to take it away from you, there is no way they can take away from you. It is yours. It is not theirs. And, and, and they're trying to attack. So they were saying, okay, if you want to know, ask him. They didn't say it in these words, but really, it's his testimony. He's of age. He could speak for himself. So ask him. It's his and then verse 22 says these words spake his, parents, spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ he would be put out of the synagogue. So there was a lot of fear going on and a lot of you know just confusion that was going on there. And they were in fear, his parents were. That they confess Christ, that they would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore say, said his parents, He is of age, ask him. Verse 24 Then again called they the man that was blind, and said unto him, Give God the praise, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no. <laughs> Hello? Um, he answered and said whether he be a sinner or no I know not one thing I know that whereas I was blind now I see that's all he needed to know I want to say this to all of us here tonight Sister Burke you knew that you needed God all you know is you were in sin, and God set you free. Sister Connie, all you know is you needed God and didn't know if he was real or not, but you asked him to show you in some specific things, and he showed you. All I know is he showed me. That's my testimony. And Sister Lonnie, same thing. All I know is I was in sin, and I was going to end my life, but God came through and gave me a testimony. That's all I know. I was here. God healed my life, gave me salvation, and now I'm here. Huh. Sister Chandra, all you know is you needed a touch in your life, and you got it. That's all you need to know. You got a testimony. And then all the other testimonies that are here tonight. Amen. it goes on. And that's, the, that's what the blind man was saying. All I know was I was blind... And now I see. And that's all I need to know. God did that for me. So, and it goes on, that, uh, again, reading this. Then said they to him again, What, what did he to thee? How, how opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore, would ye hear it again? Will ye also be his disciples? I like that part. He was saying, you know, I've told you several times, you've asked me several times, I've so told you the same story, and you didn't believe it. So if I say it again, will you be his disciples? He knew they wouldn't be, because they were totally against Jesus. Then they reviled him. Made a mad. They reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. Verse 29, we know that God spake unto Moses... As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. Verse 30, the man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is? And yet he hath opened mine eyes. Why why are you denying this miracle? I was blind, now I see. You're just trying to... you're, you're trying to attack me. You're trying to attack my testimony. You're trying to attack Jesus. You're trying to attack my parents. You're trying to attack everybody. Because it's not fitting the narrative that you want. Let me read 30 again. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence it he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now, verse 31 now we know that God heareth not sinners but if any man be a worshipper of God and doeth his will him he heareth verse 32 since the world began was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind since the world began was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was blind if this man were not of God he could do nothing they answered and said unto him, "Thou wast altogether born in sins, and dost thou teach us?" And they cast him out. Some people don't want to hear your testimony, by the way, because it doesn't fit their narrative. Doesn't fit their narrative. You know, I, I, uh, and I, I, I hate to say this, but it's it's very true. I've noticed something in, along those thoughts that. There are some people that want to hear your testimony and get excited about it and they're blessed by it. There's some people that don't want to hear your testimony i I a lot of times talk about our church situation with the old building and the prophetic word and the time frame and and God uh, uh, removed that building and within the time frame that we were told through prophetic word and and moved us into this building it's a miracle we we could not have purchased this building on our own. We didn't have enough money. God worked it all out. Now it's paid for. It's remodeled. It's, it, it's our building. And God's taken care of everything. God's blessed us. Thank the Lord for that. And I, I speak that testimony because I'm excited about what God has done. And I'm excited because I'm wanting to give praise to the Lord for what he did. But there are some people... As I'm telling them this story, you can see it in their eyes and in their actions that their mind had just got one off on uh, Applejack somewhere or one off on some fishing trip or some hunting trip or whatever. I hate to say it, but it's true. Some people don't want to hear your testimony because it's not their testimony. Uh, I, you know, I'll say sometimes people get, sometimes people get jealous because it didn't happen to them. But if they would really stop thinking, and there's some people get so excited about it. Wow, thank God for I even had pastors come to me and say, I want us to have a storm. And I tell them, you better pray about that and fast over that, because it's it's a whole lot harder than what you think. But praise God. If God gives it to you, thank the Lord for it. But if they would only realize that if they would listen to that miracle, the speaking of the word of a testament will bring faith, and they can receive a miracle also. They can. We rejoice. And don't ever let us get caught up in that. If people give a testimony, let's rejoice with them and thank God, because it it's not me, it's not you, it's God that did it. It's God that healed It's God that raised someone from the dead. It's God that delivered them. It's God that set them free. It's God that gave them salvation. Thank God for it and rejoice with them. And yes, I I want a miracle myself. We all must have a miracle because here's what happens as we walk through life and the battles of life and the struggles of life, we sometimes fall back on those testimonies That God, that we have, it's mine. Nobody can take it from me. Nobody can tell me that it didn't happen. It happened. I know. I was there. I experienced it. And nobody can take it away. And when battles come, struggles come, what do you do a lot of times? You fall back on those experiences where God came through. I remember the time God came through in that altar and spoke to me. I remember that time that God gave me a raise uh, on the job when we needed a raise. God came through. I remember the times, you know, that God uh, uh, healed my body and touched my, my family. And I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. You know, I look at my mom's uh, situation. She came down with cancer. It was pancreatic cancer. Uh, most people that get pancreatic cancer usually live about six months. Yeah a prophetic word came to me and, and uh, Brother Smith spoke, spoke to me. And he said, the doctors tell you that your mom's going to only live so long. But God is going to give you more time with your mom than what the doctors say. You know how long she lived? Two and a half years. And she was she was uh, able to, my, her my dad, we able to travel. We're able to do things together, enjoy life. Matter of fact, to the very uh, night that she, the morning she passed away, we were talking to her. She was in her right mind. And uh, I knew she was in her right mind because she was getting on to me and my brother. And <laughs> <In> her... <laughs> yeah... Telling me, we were trying to help her go to the restroom, and she was trying to get us away from her so that she could go to the restroom in modesty. <laughs> and well, I understand that. And then, of course, she also, when we got close to her, she, she said, No, she, we, I had brushed my teeth, and she said, Your breath stinks. <laughs> I said, Well, Mom, I, was, it, was it me or you? What, what happened there? Okay, it was me. I said, Mom, I just brushed my teeth. Well, it stinks. I think the toothpaste stinks, so whatever. But God gave me a miracle. Gave me a miracle. We were able to be with her, talk to her, and uh, just enjoy our time together. A miracle. That's, That's a miracle from God. It's my testimony. Nobody can take that from me. Just like your testimony. I'm an overcomer by those things. When things come my way, I, I just, devil, uh, God has delivered me. God has set me free. God has healed me. And you're a liar. And you're the father of lies. And all you want to do is lie and destroy and kill and, and hurt people's lives and take them with you. Since you know you already know your end, you going to take us with you. Well, you're not going to do it. When you begin to speak your testimony, Speak it out of your mouth. And I'm going to talk about that here in a moment. You've got to speak it out of your mouth. Just like pleading the blood, speak it out of your mouth. Worldly influencers try to discredit your testimony. It's not your experience. Nobody can take it from you. Your healing, your salvation, your miracle. Getting caught away in the Spirit. You know, we haven't talked about that yet. There's times that, that uh, we have been caught away in the Holy Ghost in a church service or in a personal prayer time in our homes, here at the church, (coughs) and we got caught away in the Holy Ghost. We'll never forget that time. We'll never forget it. But everybody must have God moments, not just us as adults. Our children need God moments. They need those moments. But Satan is the accuser of the brother. Your testimony of what God has done for you shuts the mouths Of lies, it shuts the mouth of lies. The word of your testimony. Nobody, nobody can take it away from you, and nobody can deny it. They can try to deny it. It doesn't have an effect on you or me because they weren't there. All I know is I was blind and now I see. All I know is I was sick and now I'm healed. All I know is I was a sinner, and now I'm saved. All I know is I had heavy weights on my life, and God set me free. <laughs> all I know is I was trying to figure out if God was real or not, and He showed me. All I know is, you know, I was far away from God, but yet I made some commitments to the Lord, and all of a sudden, He just came through. What a testimony. What, what testimony, Sister Chandra? That we have. And that gives us an opportunity to speak that testimony out of our mouth. If God would do it for us back then, He'll do it for us now. It might not be the exact same way, but it, it's going to be exact for that moment and that time in our lives. Amen? We can rejoice over that. It's forever yours. It builds your faith when you remind yourself of it. It does. When you speak your testimony out of your mouth, the Lord spoke to, this, to me about this and with some scriptures, but when you speak your testimony out of your mouth, you are proclaiming it and establishing the works of God in your life. Satan doesn't want to hear your testimony. There is power of faith in the spoken word. You declare it in the ears of others. You kind of step out on a limb, so to speak, but you declare it in the ears of others. But here's the thing that I want you to understand. You also declare it in the ears of yourself. That's what I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about. You, you are declaring it, uh, but you're declaring it in the ears of yourself also. The Bible does say in the mouth of two or three witnesses let it be established. Um, 2 Corinthians 13 and 1 there is the he he said this is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. There's no problem in speaking it over and over and reliving it over and over again. I realize that what the apostle was saying here, he came to them three times. I spoke you things to you three times. It should be established in your mind and in your heart at that point. But the Bible also says, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing. When the preaching comes forth, we hear the word, it builds our faith. When the teaching comes forth, it, we hear it, it goes in our ears, it builds our faith. Faith cometh by hearing. We hear testimonies. It builds faith, not, just, not only for other people, but also for yourself. So when we're talking about overcoming the battles that we face, and the weapons of warfare, the word of our testimony is powerful for us to speak out of our own mouth, relive it again, and through the power of hearing, it builds our faith. speak it out of your mouth. You need to hear it too. Yes. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. And of course, how does hearing come? I mean, if someone is mum with their mouth closed, not saying a word, You didn't hear a word I said, did you? Oh, if you could only know what I was saying. Hearing comes by speaking. Even when you hear your own words of faith, it builds your faith. Don't underestimate that. Romans 10, listen to what it says here in Romans 10, 8 through 17. But what saith it? Question mark. The word is nigh thee. Even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith. It's in you. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith, which we preach. That if we, thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The thing about it, first of all, we gotta, we've got to believe in our heart, that, uh, that God was raised from the dead. We, we've got to confess it with our mouth that the Lord Jesus, that he is real. We, first of all, before we can re- really truly repent, baptize, fill the hole, we've got to believe that he is, that he's God, that he's real. Otherwise, you're just praying a prayer to something you don't even know You've got to believe that he is. But I, will, I believe that the reason why people pray is because they do believe. They wouldn't pray if they didn't believe that he is. We, we don't, and I've talked about this before, we don't pray if we don't believe that God can do something. <laughs> That's the reason why we pray. But that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus To be rich, to have abundance of outward possessions, to be richly supplied, is affluent in resources so that we, he can give blessings of salvation to all. But there's a word of faith in your mouth. Sister Lonnie, you spoke hallelujah. You followed the instructions. I don't know how many times you spoke hallelujah before you started. One time, see? power of faith in our mouth. And, and, and also obedience, that's important too. You, you were being obedient to what, at, through the instruction. Uh, verse 13 goes on in this book of Romans, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear Without a preacher. And how shall they preach except they be sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they, and verse 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For you to hear, it must be spoken out of the mouth. Listen to what Proverbs 25, 11 and, uh, Proverbs 25 and 11 says. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. Proverbs 25 11, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. Word in your mouth. I want you to say that. There is a word of faith in my mouth. mouth. Amen. Amen. I need to speak that out. It takes your faith to a new level of establishing it when you hear the word of faith but also you can speak faith of a testimony that you know without a doubt God has done it for you, and it builds your faith again. You get into a battle of, of the enemy attacking your mind, attacking your heart, attacking your soul, uh, even the flesh attacking you, and you just begin to say, this is my testimony. I know it to be true. God came through for me, and this is what God, uh, uh, ca- how much God cares about me. Speak it out of your mouth. It's a weapon to use against the enemy. Uh, You would think others, of course, like I said, would would love to hear that testimony, but there are some people that do. Just because some don't want to hear testimony, don't let your testimony stop. Don't stop doing it. Don't stop speaking it. Even if it's just for you, that's good enough because you're building your faith Trust me, God is going to come through with some things. Those that don't want to hear it, uh, you know, they, I look at it, maybe they're just caught up in themselves. They want that. They want something. They want this. They want that. But you know, even if it doesn't come to them at any point in their life, I believe they, at least they can give God praise for it. Miracles. You know what we're doing when we read the Bible and read about a man that was blind and now can see God healed him? We're rejoicing about that because God did that. It's all about God. We're giving him praise for that. Thank the Lord for that. We're still preaching about it. We're still teaching about it. Amen. But don't let that stop you from speaking your praise unto the Lord. When you spoke those testimonies tonight, you were speaking praise unto the Lord, thanking him for what he has done. Don't stop speaking it. Amen. We are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. I'm going to close on that, but if there is a comment or two that we can hear from this scholarly congregation that might, some thoughts that you have concerning this, just some brief things before we close here tonight. Anybody? Sister Burke. Good. Yeah, it's true. That's what you want. going to get a refreshing yes, yes. we've been praying for yes. amen amen what a great thing So one more one more comment about what we've talked about tonight I hope and pray that the lessons are helping us and that not just help us to hear it but to put it to practice because when we Here's something, and it builds our faith. We need to put faith in action. Yes. Put faith in action. Yes. Yes. What's that? and he's sick right now so remember him and pray his name is Butch yes yes let's pray for Butch right now in Jesus name God we pray that you will touch Butch and God give him a miracle let him have a testimony also God he needs that testimony tonight he needs that miracle he needs that victory Lord and let him know without a doubt that it was from the hand of the Lord that healed and delivered him God Hallelujah. Lord, let him feel the power of your spirit flowing through him and let him know that it is a powerful move of the almighty God that has touched him. And Lord, I pray that you'll open up an avenue for Sister Tanya to be able to testify to him and be able to minister to him and lead him to a place of repentance, baptism in your name and filling of the Holy Ghost and a life, God, living for you. Touch his life today. Let Butch feel the glory of God and let him know without a doubt it was the hand of the Lord and at this very moment on a Wednesday night, this very time where the clock hands have touched certain times that he will know and look at the clock and know that it was the prayers of the people of God that brought your spirit to touch his life. Intercession God, of people of God that have faith to minister to him and your power of healing will move in his body and deliver him tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let him speak that testimony. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. Let us stand here for uh, just a moment and let's just lift our hands and thank him for our testimonies. Let's do that. Lord Jesus,